0: I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But if you're looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Did you, learn
1: them in, did you learn them in five weeks at Trade Skills for you?
0: Now, if you let my daughter go... That'll be the end of it because she's on one of those five week courses. Um, I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will bond you. Anyway, right, that's enough of that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another E5 podcast. I am one of your many, many eclectic and diverse diverse, diverse hosts. My name is Paul Meenan, and welcome to the E5 podcast. And my co-host for this one is... Dan Jackson,
1: a.k.a. Dan's the engineer.
0: Dan's the engineer, the fireman, the electrician, the fellow at the IET, the ECA power player let's not forget that congratulations on that recent award Dan. by the way um i was there watching my brother from another mother collect that award so and justly deserved um so today's podcast is going to be uh we probably should start off with an apology so we did a we did a podcast on bullying it genuinely did upset some people for that i can only humbly apologize um there was nothing um to my wares that was set up or purposely maliciously trying to offend anybody at all um and it upset some people however on the other flip of the coin we've had quite a few emails from people who genuinely wrote these emails crying and it, it was moving for me just reading them um and well you've seen them as well uh, dan so yeah uh, so i'm not going to apologize for the depression one in fact we've actually kind of Agreed and this may be a one or a two or a three part of that We're going to talk about some other taboo stuff today's one's going to be depression Um, I know david what sparking ninja is probably going to jump into this We may do another one with ryan Um, and we're also probably going to do one on alcoholism as well Um, because we think they're really important subjects to talk about and we are very direct and very open Um, because we shouldn't be afraid to talk about our feelings So on that note dear lord i'm dreading this
1: one
0: the D. The d word yeah depression um i have to say i've been thinking about this for the last few days and i genuinely have been dreading talking about this um but yeah um so i'll be the first one i'll say hi i'm paul and i suffer from depression all the time um how it manifests itself um I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one to say how it manifests. Really. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a bit portly. There's quite a lot of me to love. Um, probably, uh, and again, none of this is an excuse. Um, I just want to be very clear. Um, I've suffered from depression on and off now since I think leaving school. Um, That's to be honest nice. with you. Yeah. Since leaving school, because when I left school, I remember walking home crying and I didn't know what I wanted to do in life or what to achieve. And there I was basically kicked out of the gates, told, go and be a man. Um, And that was scary. And that was a very tearful. And that was the first time where I couldn't control my feelings or emotions. Um, The rest rest of the kickings I had in life, um, you know, you live and learn from them. But um, one of the goals I've had in life that only UE5 guys really know about is um, I've always wanted to be a better dad than my dad was to me because my dad was a git. Yeah. And me and my missus, for those who don't know, um, we can't have kids. We don't have the ability to have kids. Um, it's not, not me. It's uh, She has polycystic ovaries, womb issues. I'm not going into them on this podcast. But unfortunately, whilst we've had lots and lots of fun trying for children, um, and I've been with her for 25 years this year, um, we can't have them. So the one goal in life that I've always wanted, I can't have um weirdly enough it it, it's heartbreaking because you see people who don't deserve it have kids and people who have kids who treat them like shit and you just think my god you don't know what a blessing you've got um so yeah that's kind of always left a massive hole for me it's been really hard for my missus my missus has suffered beyond belief um i'm not going to talk about her suffering in there because um part of her suffering is mine because when you're with someone who you worship and love and, and adore um my i had to then show strength to her and i've kind of had to like not well show my feelings but not show my feelings because it took her 10 years to probably talk about the subject openly you know we're in our early 40s now Uh, i've never ever given up at the hope of a miracle i never will um it doesn't make me some religious you know um person of certain things it's just i always believe in miracles um but it's been hard trying to be strong for her. Um, yeah. My only real goal now in life is to give her a fantastic life. That sounds really—I don't know—some people probably listening this thing is shallow or stupid or dumb, but I don't really have anything else in life to aim for. And I've always—I've always believed you've got to have a goal in life. The number one goal was to be a good, a better dad to my kids. Can't have that. So the only other goal I've got is to try and give her a happy life now my missus we've just been on holiday for a week she spent most of it laughing head off because I, i'm quite good at making my missus laugh and acting a fool and all the rest of it i've no problem in doing it whatsoever um tr- being stupid and dumb throwing myself under the bus has never been an issue even when i was in school i was the school playground lunatic changing my voice doing silly things um spent most of my life being depressed because people told me to grow up be serious you know usual stuff but that, they're little things that just mould um But, yeah, I I kind of, I used to wallow eating. Oh, my God, when I was in my, do you know what? I remember times when I would have two curries in a day. Awful, stupid eating habits just chucking junk in me, never fulfilling me, um, always ignoring the issue. Um, I think in life you just go through experiences, good and bad, and they just kind of toughen you up and make you realize life's too short and you just got to just speak, speak from the heart, speak from the mind. Um, But there's a link. Without making everyone switch off, there's a link to E5 in this. Um, five, nearly six years ago now, uh, when I came up for the idea for E5, um, I remember sitting there with a, a bunch of guys in the DLR talking about this, and one of my colleagues said, "Wouldn't it be great if that could change the electrical industry?" And my 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 first response was, "Don't be stupid. Um, I don't know enough about the electrical industry outside of rail." Um, and um, I soon started to learn, and that was obviously when I met Mr Dempsey who's not on this, but he probably will be on another one. And um, a minute Ryan said to me, this needs to be everywhere in the electrical industry. That was it. That was the seed sown. Now, fast forward five and a bit years later, um, E5 has given me the best coping mechanism for depression that I ever could have wished for. Um, I regularly speak to people at the IET or in industry bodies. And I, okay, I do a lot of volunteering. You know that I went to Devon last week. And I spent, what, four evenings doing voluntary work um, at colleges and university lectures, and people go, oh, that's really hard. It's, it's like recharging the batteries. It's like yeah. lying on a beach absorbing the sun. I know it sounds mad, but it genuinely does. It gives you a fulfillment um, that, uh, yeah, not many other things can do. Helping people is a great thing, and it's a great coping mechanism for depression so e5 is my coping mechanism for depression
1: and i also think um what a lot of people who aren't really involved in e5 don't understand is that um amongst us all not just us five as such but others as well we network and talk to each other and it's it's not all just about work stuff it's it's we talk to each other on a personal level um and it's support, isn't it support
0: Yeah, it is. It is without a doubt. Um, I think when we first started E5, we we were quite, I don't know, we were lackluster. We probably uh, hang around with people who weren't of the same views. Um, We trusted people that we probably regretted trusting, um, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, I I think there were people who just wanted to make money out of it. I think one of the biggest things I've had with E5 is is there's so many people were like, oh, we can make money out of this. We can do this. All they did was they took their normal uh, behaviours and mindsets from industry and wanted to put it into E5. And this is why I've spent so long saying, look, we're not sponsored. We don't get paid. This is completely non-for-profit. If you don't understand us, you will never will. And how how much, Dan, have we spent time talking to people just trying to explain it? But also, whilst trying to explain it, we ourselves as a group are trying to develop what we want to do with it yeah because i always say it's not my baby it's it's all the all the all the key guys you included we all sat down around a pub and said influence inspire inform support and educate we've all said look this is what we can do with what we have and some of us can do more some of us can do less some of us can't do much because some of us have got family challenges at the moment if it's fair to say Some of us have business challenges, which is why there'll be times when I'm doing loads of stuff or Ryan will be doing stuff or you'll be flying the flag or Paul Skirm will be doing stuff in Wales. Um, Dave Watts will be doing stuff. It, it just depends on who's available at the time. Now, E5 is, yes, there's the core five of us because we're all good pals. We've all been through, a, if I'd say, a joint trauma, a joint group bullying almost from people in the industry. Yeah. Um, but it's E5's loads more people, Richard Emery, who's done fantastic podcasts, yeah. Louise Lee yeah. Ward has sure. always been part of us, Adrian Davy, And I think if Lee Ward was here now, he would be very open and say he has suffered with depression because he has challenges with his uh, home life that of, of course naturally will do. Maybe we'll get him onto one of these where he may or may not want to talk about it. Um, and it's, and it's fine if, if you don't want to talk about it. that's absolutely fine. But I have absolutely no problem in telling people stuff because I have a really simple view. And that is, um, this is really weird, actually. I kind of developed it from my dad again. My dad was a git to women. And I always swore if I got got hold of a woman or got together with a woman, that she would understand the reasoning and the reckoning as to why I say what I say and the decisions I make. And if she loved me for it, she was the right woman for me. Fast forward 25 years, my missus knows the ins and outs of every thought process I have. Yeah. She may not agree with it, but she understands it, which makes for a really solid foundation, a good partnership. She she actually does her own voluntary stuff. I don't just abandon her. Loads of people think, oh, you must abandon her. I do have a fucking break. I do sit down and watch Gold Rush on Binge Box Set and and various stuff on Netflix and Amazon. But, you know, helping people is is, is quite easy when you've got <clears throat> to the other side of the challenges that people have.
1: I think um, a lot of people might be quite shocked to hear what you've just said, Paul, about yourself, because I think um, a lot of people see you doing your voluntary stuff. Um, you've, you've won an award with the IET. I got a medal. Um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, you got you, you've got a medal. You've got some great career achievements. And I think a lot of people will never understand the flip side, the dark side. You know, yin and yang. they see the light, but they don't see All the dark right
0: brilliant analogy it, it, and you're right there is a yin and yang and it's that that medal when i right so i got nominated for that medal and when i got nominated for that medal i thought is this a wind-up first thing i wrote back to the it was this has got to be a wind-up um and they said no no, no it's true and i wasn't going to go to the ceremony because i genuinely believed that there was not a chance in hell i would ever win it for month of sundays because the other two nominees were a wonderful woman Who'd spent many years doing stuff and a really good old boy from australia who'd served his damn time so i sat there and i thought i ain't got a chance my boss then turned and went, oh good excellent come on it's a jolly down in london let's let's all go down so i got dragged down i didn't even make an effort i was wearing black jeans and a jacket and a really messed up shirt and it went i literally well, i was sat next to the two other nominees i just went yep good luck well done and I closed my eyes and I sat back in my chair during it because I didn't want to see it and I didn't want to hear it. When they announced my name, I was stunned for like two days. It was only two days later that I actually watched this little video I edited on my phone, which I did on cruise control, um, that I actually started to get emotional about and I thought, blimey. And then you look back at the fact that I have driven to Swansea College in the morning, done an eight hour day and then driven back. I've gone to Warrington dozens of times, Exeter, uh, Devon. I pretty much toured most of this country now doing stuff. For free with no money involved, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Paul, that medal was well deserved, by the way. You you are one of the most humble people I know. Thank you. It's well deserved.
0: I think Um, it's always worthwhile being humble. Um, we had a guy the other day in Devon asking get a selfie of me. And I just turned around and I said, Can I get a selfie with you? And he went, Well, I said, You're far more important than I am. You're doing the work. You're still on the tools doing the work. Don't. I hate people with. I'd be honest with you, and I hate's a horribly strong word. I, 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 I think people with huge egos are time thieves. Time
1: thieves, absolutely. I think
0: they are time thieves. If if you are not humble enough to realise that if you're in a position where you sit on a wiring rigs panel or you work for an industry body, um, it is incredibly humbling to be able to offer your peers any form of advice. And, and for us, us five guys, we've been through a lot of journeys. I mean, you buggered off for a year, although it wasn't like you were gone for a year because we still spoke to you while you were gone. But for this, the industry, Dan Jackson went AWOL for a year, but you didn't to us. We yeah. were still part of your travels and your adventure. And, and, and it was and hard.
1: On, on that note, I mean, one of the reasons I buggered off was because of, uh, well, one of the big reasons was my now ex-wife's, and
0: um, depression so so just on that for those listening um who d- are not aware dan jackson um left the electrical industry uh, when did you go um it was uh, july 2018 okay july 2018 dan left with his wife and his wonderful two children and they left to tour the world which they did very successfully and eventually they came back and you left as you said for your for your current wife's mental health
1: Part, partially yeah
0: partially okay so tell us tell us about that then then because that's quite an interesting one
1: um she's always suffered with uh, mental health issues um, depression and it, it's, it goes up and down and um, i i have honestly i'm very fortunate that i've never suffered from depression and so it's it is hard to empathise sometimes but I have witnessed it obviously being a partner with somebody who's been really really bad Um, and it obviously has affected me it's affected our family obviously you know I'm not blaming her or anything like that it it is what it is because obviously it's treated with love Um, but she was never really happy with all aspects and you know kind of um it's kind of hard to say this paul but even you know motherhood parenthood it is really tough she suffered from depression for that as well and i suppose in your position where you can't have kids that's quite hard to hear because you know we are fortunate you know we are fortunate to be able to have children or have had children but i remember when I was working um, as a contractor and I was working silly, silly hours and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I just remember coming home and having to take a deep breath before I walk through the front door, just take this huge breath, open up the door and put on a happy face, put on that, that joker outfit and um, the kids would more or less be handed to me and she just kind of, it was like a relief for her and then I had to do my second job of the day of being a parent and it didn't stop until I got, got the kids to bed which is probably by nine o'clock and it was already a very unhappy household by, that, you know, by the time I got home from work and it, it was hard for me and um, fortunately I've always been quite a strong person um, and just kind of like got on with it and, but obviously I, I recognise I've had my coping mechanisms too You know, even though I'm not, I've not had depression. I still have my coping mechanisms. And to be fair, Paul, a lot of that I guess was E5 as well. Hmm. So, you know, going travelling was absolutely amazing. And the whole time we were travelling, she was not depressed. And but obviously, we've come back to the UK for reasons that
0: are. You don't have to say I'm on a podcast, dude. Don't worry about that. No, it's
1: fine because I mean, I've posted stuff on my Instagram and stuff like that, and I'm pretty open. But, you know, our our, um, relationship kind of broke down, but not, it was just more we, it wasn't horrible. It was just we recognized that we shouldn't be together. Like, we're not, we're good as friends, and that's, that's as far as it goes. And we decided to come back, and a lot of it was because I wanted some stability for the kids. Um, because we needed our time. She needed her, her space. And it was kind of like the next chapter. And, and coming back, she, you know, I'm talking for her really, but she, she did slip back into depression again, coming back to the UK. Um, and obviously, we ended up breaking up. Um, and, you know, we, I'm not saying we broke up because of a depression. You know, there's so many aspects to it. But even though I'm not with her, we still co-parent children, I still do have to deal with that. I still have to deal with her side of it because I have to step up my game. But then I've always found myself neglecting myself because I'm trying to help other people,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, you're... So if I could go back to the start of that, you said one thing that I was going to do a Dempsey and jump straight in on you or where you said you, you don't really suffer from depression. I would I would disagree with that because me and you have had many debates over the years. And even I am able to recognize when someone is up against it, even if it's short term. We all need that because depression can be yeah. short term as well. The trouble is, is with depression, it's about learning the symptoms. And and that's one of the biggest problems. It's it's recognizing it because um, depression is actually recognized by the World Health Organization as an illness caused by changes in our brain chemistry. Me and you have always spoke about foods you eat and various other bits, the the, thing, the food you put in you. You know, you've said oh, uh, many a time as a vegan, you find the food you put in you as a vegan are so much more cleansing and and you're far more upbeat. Um, you know, I find myself, I'll have a donut kebab and chips, feel like shit straight after shit during it. And then two days later, still feeling like crap. Um, Depressed is the hardest thing in the world. My oldest brother is 47. He suffered from depression since he was 12. I think 12, because my mother walked out when he was about 12. And he became basically the dad, the one who didn't beat us. Um, And... He he has, bless him, he's 47 now, but he took such a beating from my dad, he's got the brain of an 18-year-old and the hormones of a 12-year-old. Um, it, you know, it, he can't snap out of it. I've got a brother who's an alcoholic, um, another one, I've got loads, um, and he can't snap out of it. And if you say to him you're an alcoholic, he goes absolutely mad with rage and gets so angry he starts slurring his words even though he hasn't had a touch of alcohol um but he can't recognize his own symptoms so he never gets the help or support he needs
1: i've i've definitely had down times for sure like but it's never been long lived
0: no so no um, would you put that down actually to the fact that you do lead a really healthy lifestyle because your yoga and all that because every time i've done yoga i felt fantastic
1: oh i have to like really fucking work hard for myself like yeah. really it, it's some stuff just comes easy other stuff i have um you know regimes i have a very habitual nature very very habitual nature i'm a very once i have a taste for something that perhaps isn't good for me like my escapism i just overindulge in that whether it's you know bad food or or whatever else or you know some form of bad behavior and sometimes i crave it but i think self-awareness is really important to recognize that behavior and, and go oh hang on a second
0: and this is- i have
1: like um a morning ritual i do an evening ritual i do but yeah like when i when i do things like yoga meditation meditation for me has helped me beyond belief and all you do is sit there and just be you just breathe you don't really do anything other than that but people really struggle doing that it's a practice you have to constantly do it
0: i think i think most of the people listening to this a lot of electricians whether they're in their van or whatever um recognizing depression um for me is the first step in accepting you need to help um because depression can range it can range from feeling really low most of the time which is termed mild depression and I, i think i fit in that mild depression some people feel that life is no longer worth living which they can term as clinical depression um often often symptoms are not physical sometimes they are sometimes they're not mental sometimes it's other people who notice something's wrong um but depression definitely can lower your mood it can make you feel hopeless it can make you feel worthless and exhausted it it can affect your sleep your appetite your physical health um and it can stop you from getting on with your daily activities um, and and the thing is, as well, some of the just for those listening, really, to, just to help them, some of the things that you might be thinking, because I'm lucky in respects of my missus, bless her, she's um, she trained as a, a art TI, which is an art technical instructor. She then went on to counselling. She then went on to psychology, and and then she did a degree in occupational therapy. So my missus is a walking encyclopedia of psychology and behaviours, and and yet and yet she suffers so badly from depression because of what happened with her yeah. and also she has to deal with some awful horrendous um psychologically damaging mental health cases where i'm not going to repeat on this but sometimes um having difficulty concentrating remembering things and making decisions can be a sign being preoccupied with negative thoughts having a pessimistic view on the future holy shit it's that one there straight away okay having a pe- pessimistic view of the future is so many electricians into mind-blowing so, so, so many. I,
1: I think it's very fair to say that depression is absolutely rife in the electrical industry. Absolutely rife.
0: Cancer. That yeah, Totally. Um, would you also agree with me then that our industry, because do you know what really annoys me is where we have these, um, and Oh God, I'll probably end up. Yeah. I'm just going to say it anyway. So um, I find it patronizing as fuck that companies do these stand up for depression days and, and let's talk days. And they and they win all these corporate awards for saying it's okay to not be okay and all this stuff, which the intent is always good. But it's the fucking companies that are employing these people that are causing them to be depressed in the first place. So then one day a year or one week a year, they'll say it's National Depression Week. Why don't you go and talk to your boss about your feelings? Okay, boss, you're shit. The company is shit because you're making us do stuff that is wrong or we don't want to do. How fucking double standard is that of most a lot of employers? I've experienced it myself where I've actually spoken to previous bosses and said, I find all of this mental health in the workplace stuff incredibly fucking patronizing because I see the intent of it. But when people in the workplace are depressed, if it's a workplace depression, then the company needs to fucking change the way they are, not just get the staff to speak to their boss who they may fucking hate and blame for half their depression Um, and lacking self-confidence, self-esteem all feeling guilty about things it's yeah it's sorry sorry i've just gone off on a rant now i do apologize to everyone listening but i was i've done
1: a i have done I filmed a vodcast with the eca recently a vodcast and, yeah a vodcast oh. it's not out yet it's coming out soon but um one of the uh i can't remember how we got onto the topic but i was asked why i think there is um issues within the electrical industry and i honestly believe paul we're yeah. subconsciously told as electricians we're fucking thick because basically it's the age of oh you didn't hit the grades to go to university so you're thick as shit you've got to become a tradesman and i I think that's instilled into us from the start we all know there's uh, electrician what the hell does that word even mean anymore and we're in the same pool of a load of people who aren't qualified aren't competent um, but can still earn, you know, pretty decent money, and it's watered down the market value of what we call an electrician. And you start to, you, you see all this horrible crap electrics on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and you start to go, I'm an electrician, and that's 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 a part of me and what I do. And you're like, well, hang on a second, these electricians are getting work, but yet my standard is so much better than all this crap stuff that's out there. And it starts to make you question yourself, like, oh, us electricians, us electricians are just, you know, you know, whatever. But I, I think subconsciously there's a lot going on there. And a lot of the guys get completely depressed and down because we're in the same pool, the same league as the charlatans. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't disagree at all. Um, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, I think a lot of electricians are deemed thick or stupid. Um I think a lot of yeah. I I, th- I think the industry has been de-skilled quite a lot. Yeah. Um For me, the, the 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 trade of an electrician is is basically on on a par with a scientist as far as I'm concerned. We're electrical engineers, electricians. Call us what you want. Um, you're on par with a scientist because you've got to understand this stuff that you can't even see. Okay. At least with gas, they can see some sort of you know um, leaks or high pressure movement um, distortions. They can smell it you know, electricity, you can't, you can't. It's these trapped electrons desperately trying to jump out of this um, PVC prison that they're sat in, because that's exactly what they are. And and you're the ringmaster of the PVC prison, basically, controlling these electrons, um, getting to the equipment. It's fucking really dangerous. Um, There's nothing dumb about that. But I think some of the training routes into the industry have allowed for people to gain a qualification who aren't mentally competent yet um, to gain access to trade and they themselves will suffer um, from anxiety and depression because they may not feel confident enough and not have anyone to support them in gaining confidence
1: Another thing like um, just just silly little things like the 2391, the older 2391 was renowned as hard to achieve the newer one, we all know it's far easier, yet it's called the 2391 So again, as time's gone on as electricians, we know our skill and our trade has been completely and utterly devalued by how the way training's done. Training is one of the biggest problems, massive, massive problems. For example, Paul, psychologically, if, for example, two years ago, the pass mark used to be 90% to pass at your exams and get through. Right, You'd you'd take some pride in if you got that. You'd be like, yes, I've managed that. I've got 95%. Absolutely brilliant. I'm pleased with myself. But now the pass mark is 70%. So you know that two years ago, only 10 of you out of 30 would pass, but now 25 of you will. How does that make you feel? Do, Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, the trouble is is they won't know, well, a lot of people that do that won't know any better until they're out there and they're being almost verbally assaulted by someone who's saying you haven't earned it, you haven't earned it because it's a lot easier now. You can't blame the individuals who are trying to make a a living for their family. The people I've always said this, and, and maybe I'm the most controversial person in the industry for saying it is, yes, I believe in full apprenticeships, four to five years minimum before you even deem yourself skilled and competent. But the fact of the matter is all these people who have done short courses have to have a place somewhere or oh. get thrown out, which which would cause such mental health issues. It's mind blowing.
1: Yeah. And also. That, and yeah. it's wrong.
0: But, yeah. I'm
1: not saying that they shouldn't be there. And, you know, because a lot of them I've spoken to a lot You're of wrong. If they're
0: dangerous far. and they're ignorant. They're yeah, wrong. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, it's it's just education. And yes. And no, because some of them, um, there's some blokes I've spoken to who have done the short courses, and they're like, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, because they come to me for business advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of say, look, you really need to do your homework a little bit more and get to a point because comp- part of my whole business model, Paul, as you know, is competence. And yeah. um, and you know, some of them actually they suddenly tweak, hang on, I've just paid five grand for this course and you know, I'm nowhere near where I need to be and it's like, oh shit, I've just spent five grand on what? Um But, you know, the industry has got a skill shortage and these, you know, the, the short course guys, you can't literally just throw them out like that tomorrow because the industry would massively, massively suffer. But that's why, you know, um upskilling and, you know, raising standards is all, is all part of that. But it's not a process that's going to happen overnight, literally. It, it's, a, it's got to take years to
0: get out of. I agree. I agree. And, and one of the treatments for depression, um, an accepted treatment for depression, is actually self-help programs. Um, where you you have you put introduce structure into your life and that could be a number of uh, number of programs you can have interpersonal therapy where your relationships with others um, can be a significant factor Um, I think that's why I keep saying E5 for me was an was a fantastic therapy and a a good treatment for depression um, uh, on on an ongoing basis helping other people who are struggling I think absolutely so rewarding it's mind-blowing it really is and yet the shit that we have had since we started e5 is fucking mind-blowing the 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 bullying and the trolls is fucking incredible the
1: resistance from many organizations um is is disgusting really because all we're trying to do is do something good but the thing is it shows what a
0: cancer in our industry exists
1: yeah 100% but the, the problem is Paul e5 is um it is a threat to a lot of these organizations because it shows them up. Like Should, literally.
0: We, should we also say that um, just for the avoidance of doubt for this podcast, I am 42 in a couple of months time and I am probably got 24 years left of my working career before I'm given the option to retire. So I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Just to <laughs> be clear, anyone listening to that, I am going nowhere. <laughs> and regardless if if half of us are hit by a bus tomorrow and disappear i'm still going nowhere um and i'm not doing it for the industry bodies i'm doing it for the individuals the sparks the people who want to help the whole it's nice to be nice that for me is just the best therapy and the best feeling you can ever get um to be honest with you but
1: yeah and i'm i'm a believer also you have to give to receive So, if you give aggressiveness, you give, you know, bad energy to somebody, that's what you get back. If if you're looking for a fight, you get I
0: I find I get, when I help people, they always go, well, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Do you want money? Do you want this? And I always say, I don't want anything from you because I've already received far more than I've given you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, And everyone's listening to this guy, these guys are proper batshit crazy emotional weirdos. Um, Uh, Maybe we are, but we're honest. Yeah, but,
1: Paul, do do you know what? When you, you start talking to guys... Um, and I say guys, guys, girls, whoever um, in this industry, when you start um, talking to them, what we're talking about is very common. People just don't talk about it. That's the thing, and and I guess that's what the whole talk about it, you know, is part of. And you, and you 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 know that you've 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 spent hours and hours on the phone to people, Paul, and yeah. I know others, you know, within E Five have as well. Of guys who've, who are going through a hard time and we we kind of recognize it and it's just it's a form of therapy isn't it
0: it, it is, is but it's also sometimes it's and and this is why i say this and i genuinely don't mean to be patronizing or arrogant or anything like that because i know there are people who think i'm arrogant regardless of whatever the fuck i say they'll think it um uh, There are genuinely so many people out there who genuinely need help and a shoulder to lean on. It's very depressing and very lonely working by yourself if you're a one-man sole trader. Um, The the positives of social media, you know, you can bind bind together. I think Twitter is a toxic wasteland of arrogance and dick measuring and just stupidity um, because uh, it's where people show their inability to socially engage because the written word is very easily misconstrued. Um, And um, for me, I'll be honest with you, if it weren't for the, if it weren't for the fact it was a popular social media program, uh, program um, platform, I wouldn't be on it at all. Um, Instagram seems to be far more better. I mean, our Instagram feed, so a lot of people when they see our Instagram feed will go absolutely disgraceful, it's full of lash ups and dangerous electric pictures. Those pictures, and I'll say it again, are so that people can practice their coding. It's not to embarrass any electrician or any electrical contractor. Or say, or have people say, "Oh, that's an NIC." Because if anyone says that, their comments get deleted. It's got fuck all to do with the industry bodies. It is purely a have a look at the photo. How would you use your engineering judgment to code? That's it. That's all it's about. And also to show you that there are some people may not have that level of education have done some really stupid things. Don't do it, children. Yeah. Um, because we always learn from the mistakes. Let's be honest about it. We may not admit it. I, one of the subconscious competencies that I've always found is when someone has made a complete and utter fuck up, which I use my time at EDF Energy as a cracking example, as uh, many, many mistakes, I used to sit back and watch and absorb like a sponge. Do not make that mistake. Do not do that. Do not do that. You know, my whole family, um, I'm the youngest of the original five. They made loads of mistakes. I'm very privileged. I haven't made those mistakes. I've made plenty of my own, but not them. But I'm the only member of my family who owns his own home. Everybody yeah. else live in council houses or squats or not great places in life. Let's put it like that. I
1: was, um, I was speaking to um, Tessa from the Electrical Industries Charity recently okay. about depression and stuff like that. And um, why what, is she depressed? Pardon? Is she depressed? not that I'm aware of oh, but right, okay. no, it's it's just what they help with it's just what um, I was completely unaware but they actually provide support for people within the electrical industry um and
0: but in I, in all fairness they they should do if the electrical industry charity they should provide a whole range of, of services well, I'm 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 not surprised I didn't realize they did that sort of stuff but they yeah, do.
1: Okay. I, I I was actually quite surprised I mean I was because I'm I'm I, I'm fundraising for the EIC right. by doing a hike and yep. When I kind of, uh, I was challenged by the ECA to do it. And then I kind of like called up Tessa and said, you know, what's the crap? Can you tell me, you know, the ins and outs of what you guys do? Blah, blah, blah. And I was actually really taken back. Um, but what they put it down to, apparently. Get her on
0: a podcast.
1: I'll ask her. Get
0: her on a podcast.
1: because they be, Especially this sort of thing, because they know the ins and outs of it. This is the thing. What she was saying to me was that they kind of pinpointed um what, can cause depression amongst tradesmen, specifically electricians. And apparently, excess travel is one
0: of the biggest factors. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, well, this is, you know what, you've, oh, God. So, uh, yeah, travel time is a nightmare. I, I, for years and years and years, people who grew up, I'm going to use the southeast as an example, sorry, everybody, but I grew up in London, I then moved out of London. My travel time into work became an hour each way minimum. If there was traffic or a crash in M25, it got stupid and it went to two, two and a half hours. You're then spending five, three to five hours, worst case scenario, of traveling in and out of work. And it becomes soul destroying. I have come home from work at 10 o'clock to literally eat some food, lie down and start the day again. And that absolutely kills you having to do that.
1: And I also think, um, I've been looking into it recently, like when you're on a motorway or you're just, you know what London traffic's like if you're driving. Car park, yep. Yeah, just a car park. It's like you're completely out of control of what you can do and you start going batshit crazy because you know where you've got to be, you start becoming very impatient and it just Uh, raises whatever in your body that brings out aggressiveness or you know uncomfortable feelings and even on the train i get the train into london we're literally like when you're outside liverpool street station right there's loads of people talking and chatting you as soon as you step into the station we're fucking robots everybody just shuts up looks at the screen where they've got to go and they just zoom towards wherever they've got literally we're just robots going from A to b and i think i think that i think that's a lot of the problem I think it, it's really it's really difficult because we are more than just robots and the, and the more we're programmed or told how to be robots, that's causes a lot of problems mentally
0: i, I so just from my perspective um, when I was on the tours um one of the when I used to have a van which I do miss um, I used to do um, well what is this, commonly known now as car, carpool karaoke the singing so I, I am yeah. the best I am the single greatest karaoke singer in London. Um, every time I get in my car, I am singing my head off, uh, exercising my lungs and my my voice, um, constantly singing, and that I find keeps me happy and cheers me up. Go on.
1: Right, right, okay. If you're the best, Paul, you're going to have to do um, some of these on the E5 Instagram. <laughs> oh, eh? What <Well>, on instagram
0: <laughs> of... Oh, oh, can I? Yeah. So I'm, I might. <laughs> hang on, stories.
1: On stories, right? So you've got to start. Filming yourself doing some
0: carpool karaoke. Is that the live thing you're talking about? You can do it live if you want. That's even better. Because I've learned, I learned the live button for anyone listening. Um, if you look at our Instagram, I'm learning the live button, um, and then it goes into the circular logo, but it only stays there for a day, doesn't it? It doesn't stay, stay. It just stays there for a day, which yeah. is a bit weird. So I'm still learning Instagram. Um, it's fair to say. Um, but you need you need to go on our bloody Instagram stories as well. You've got the login details, so all the other guys not just me who sits on that account it's all of you lot can sit on it um but um me singing uh, i don't know do you know what i was doing actually this is a true story in devon um this is actually a true story i was um me and my missus were chatting when we were driving to bood um the other day and every single conversation piece we had was sung in this um it was it was sung but in the style of um london theatre so if we had to talk to each other i had to literally sing it in the style of a london theater play um so it didn't matter what we were talking about like you know if the car needed to be repaired well, or anything
1: well in public as well
0: no 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 just in the car oh. my missus found it hysterical um and then i changed my voice um and i pretended i said let's talk in the vein of a hercule pyro episode so i then tried to adopt different characters of a tv show that she loves And she was absolutely literally almost peeing her pants with laughter um, because I would talk about electrical stuff as Hercule Pyro and just just dumb, silly stuff. But you've got to entertain yourself. And I find that all that sort of stuff really helps because, again, one thing with depression is people depression hits people differently. Some people may be thinking um bad things or having difficulty concentrating, negative thoughts, feeling unnecessary guilty or lacking confidence. Um this is a weird one for you. Loads of people when I do public speaking all say, Oh, you're so confident. I am genuinely the least confident and the scaredest ever. But I realized a few years ago that my fear of doing public speaking is my biggest strength because no one who stands up before me or after me will have the guts to talk from their head and their heart with more passion than me. And even if it makes gook, like some of these podcasts probably are to people um i'm going to give it all i can and i can't do any more and i won't be ashamed or embarrassed of it and i've never actually been ashamed or embarrassed of any of the podcasts we've done yet although i think whatever happens there'll be uh, someone will probably get the hump with this podcast um but yeah but there's so there's the there's the thinking um part of depression there's the mental part of depression so people, sometimes when you're depressed, feel that, that you don't have a sense of reality. Some people feel numb, empty and helpless. I felt that feeling tearful. Um, I have watched Extreme Makeover Home Edition in Crowd Myers out. Armageddon, certain movies. Um, I will just tear up at the end. I think it happens with age more as well. Having a little motivation. Um, yeah, getting no pleasure out of life. Feeling anxious, worried. Um, and then Physically. You know, changes in appetite or weight, you know, constipation, having aches and pains without physical causes, tired and lacking energy, losing interest in sex. It changes in, you know, uh, disturbed sleep. You know, some people may cry a lot. Some people may self-harm. Some people will not do at work or avoid social contact. I could tell you now, virtually all of them at some point I felt. Yeah, virtually all of them. And that's behaviors. That's physical. That's mental um and, and but it's the awareness of it it's that coming to the awareness of ah i shouldn't be thinking this it's wrong what do i do and i don't have a vast amount of friends in life um i think people who've got loads and loads of friends great good luck to you i don't live on facebook with thousands of fake friends um you know i've got one guy who i call in my he was my best best pal in the world he's got two kids in fact that's that's a good point to raise actually The amount of friends I've lost in life because they've had kids is mind-blowing. Well,
1: because of your situation?
0: Yeah, because the only way I could cope was to just disengage. Because I couldn't... We once had some friends who had some beautiful children, wonderful kids, and we spent Christmas with them. And I could see in Kerry's eyes, all she was doing was crying behind her eyes. And the minute we got out of there, she was just crying all the way home. It it broke her heart, and I couldn't expose her to that anymore. And my best friend Colin... I'm godfather to his kids and we do see them. Um, but even still, we've had to go through that pain, that upset, that hurt, that angst, because we've had to push our own boundaries and say, look, we have to build tolerance. We have to. Oh, we can't judge or hate people who've got kids. Um, it's heartbreaking for us, but it's our issue that we need to accept and deal with. And um, in fairness, my best mate, Colin, the first time when he said, look, you know, she's pregnant. I was like, yeah, well done, mate. And he went, this is going to be a bit awkward for you. And I was like, fuck, he knows me. He knows me. Um, and he's been fucking sounds a pound. He really has been awesome about it, to be honest with you. The only thing is, is we don't get to see each other as much as we want to, which is why I go to all the conventions. I was at the horror convention um, in Manchester last weekend, you know, hanging around with people who were in the Day of the Dead movie. And just because it's a great excuse to spend time with my, one of my best mates. So I don't have a list, uh, a huge list. I probably count all my friends on two hands yeah' Honestly, the ones that I speak to regularly. Um then and then there's the what I call the rimmer section. You know, do you remember the episode of Red Dwarf where he stands up and he's leaving Red Dwarf and he goes, Over the years I've come to regard you as people I've met. Um <laughs> that that kind of thing. Um but I, I do find over over the years that loads of people have come up to me and said hello, 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 and they've spoken to me like we're good friends and I couldn't even remember them. But I'd worked with them like 15 years ago, and they still remembered me, but I didn't remember them. That's not not offensive. I've done a lot of uh, cleansing in my life, trying to forget negative things, negative times, keeping the lessons yeah. in the education. And
1: yeah, Paul, I I purposely stay away from negative people.
0: Um, time thieves. We call them time thieves. Time thieves. We call them but, time thieves. Do
1: you know what? Some people um, they it, it might just be at the point of their life they're in that they've got nothing nice to say. I'm not saying they're a bad person, yeah, but yeah. I just don't want to involve myself in getting wrapped up in, in their shit. So I just kind of go, right, I'd rather not see you, Bomb, block them on social media, don't speak to that person. You do
0: realise there'll be people listening to this who be going, arsehole, you're yeah. talking about me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am. I, I totally am. And the reason being is because I choose what comes into my little bubble yes that's that's my protection and sometimes i have to go fuck off i don't want anything and
0: that's it you are you are responsible for your circle of energy whether you surround yourself with the positive and the negative i think there has to be a balance but you choose that balance now treatment depression treatments okay we all know exercise self-help there's something called cbt you can go to your gp um there's interpersonal which i believe i'm a firm believer of interpersonal therapy relationships with human beings not fucking emails talking to people yeah. um there's antidepressants but one of the biggest things i found with the common types of depression loads and loads of people suffer from sad seasonal affective disorder um which i i never used to never used to because winter and autumn were my favorite seasons now i love the summer and the sunshine and how good i feel under the sun never used to feel that until i was about 35 years old now the winter comes and it's, I do actually sometimes go, oh, I hate all this cold and misery. And I never I never felt that. The biggest problem I have experienced in my entire career, and it's a common type of depression, is bipolar disorder. Holy mother of God, the amount of people I've met who are bipolar, who don't even realize. And then this is the trouble with dating and living with a someone who's a qualified therapist. You, can, you realize there's different stages of bipolar. Yeah. Um, And you can have major mood swings, alternating between depression, excessively high moods, mania, um, manic episodes. You can become harmful. You can do gambling, spending sprees, all sorts of crazy stuff. I, I have. There are many, many time thieves we've experienced who I would absolutely categorize as bipolar. And they would absolutely deny it till they're blue in the fucking face. But they're absolutely bipolar and they're unpredictable. And that's why I call them time thieves, because they just want all your time. And they don't actually contribute anything of any value. And I don't mean that in money wise. I mean that just in when you finish with them, do you feel a positive energy or you've done good or do you just go, Oh, I've just lost two and a half hours of my day. Oh, I feel, I feel like, uh, yeah, they've, they've like, you know, downloaded all their shit and then actually say to you, Oh yeah, I feel much better talking to you. And you're like, I don't feel that better talking to you. I just feel like I've taken on all your fucking baggage, but that's okay for good People, you don't have a problem with it. But bipolar people are never grateful and they don't realise what they're doing is wrong. Sometimes. And it sometimes. really, That's really, a key really word gets a little sometimes. sometimes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard, isn't it?
1: Going back on um, something you said right at the beginning, Paul, that oh. word, be a man. Be a man.
0: Did I say be a man? Oh, you, I'm sorry. you said it
1: at, right at the beginning. You said, you know, you come out of school, it's like, you've got to be a man. Like, I, yeah. I said that little sentence is one of the worst things that we are brought up on like don't cry be a man because yeah i
0: agree i And, agree. and it,
1: you know it is it is a generation thing because don't forget we're still at the the arse end of um world war Two. like and um, and all of that, you know, it's still within our DNA. My
0: dad was born in 1948, so my dad was born at the end of World War Two. Yeah, um, his dad fought in World War One, which is why he didn't really see that much of him, and he passed away when he was young. But my, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think. I think using the term "bit man up, be a man." Yeah, they're probably. I think they're they're of a dying generation. Um, I think more it's the you're on your own. Or maybe I should have probably used that term. You're on your own everybody finds that they get thrown out of a comfort blanket and your comfort blanket. This is why anytime I see a kid in school or I see one of my neighbor's kids wherever I go, I always say to them, enjoy every single minute of your childhood in school with your friends, because when you're in school, it's a family. It's if you've had a good school life, I had a great school life because I loved everybody, um, regardless of whether they loved me or not. I enjoyed it. And I'm so humble that I had the opportunity to do what I did in school um, I look back and I wouldn't change a damn thing, to be honest with you. But the fear of having that blanket removed from you and being exposed with no real knowledge or ability to because I left school with no GCs for crying out loud. I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I mean um in- integration um when you've got changes coming up is daunting and you know can create some anxiety for sure. Um yeah. you know, people people don't like change. Uh, I say you know some people thrive on it some people um, are really fearful of change because it's the unknown and um, yeah that, that can cause some problems it's, you know and, and that's the thing with the electrical industry it moves so bloody quick even being out of it for a year Paul obviously I, I left at quite a big point because of the 18th edition and when I come back I was like Christ almighty a lot has gone on <laughs> within a
0: year and yeah but in all fairness it, it, that never we okay so being or, or being transparent and honest as um, we um, always I, I always had a feeling you'd be back anyway um yeah. but um, I wanted you to go and do what you needed to do for your family with with our love and blessings and friendship but the minute you came back what what did you have? you had a group of mates who had missed you. Who would absolutely throw their their blanket of love, respect, friendship and knowledge around you to help you to get back into it in any way you chose to get back into it.
1: Yeah and I am very grateful, very very grateful.
0: You don't need to be, that's the beauty of it at the end of the day, you don't need to be because you demonstrate it with your behaviours.
1: Yeah you you say that though Paul but I think um, exercising um, gratitude is really important and I've got a friend who's um, a counsellor for young children yeah, and yeah. She, she says a lot of exercises that they do is, demon, you know, self-demonstration of gratitude. And it's not like going out of your way to say thank you to someone, but it's just understanding yeah, yeah, yeah you've got good in your life. And I, I again, I, you know, I will literally write down what I'm grateful for today. I go through with my children. What, what are you grateful for? My son is always grateful for dinner. That's fine that we are grateful, you know, it's, it's just a focus on the positive rather than the negative because it's, it, and
0: I do it before. I events. have, I'm, I'm, I, my one's easy. I'm grateful for having Kerry in my life and I'm grateful for having the E5 family that I've, I know um, on the end of a phone if I need it. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, to want you. That is pretty cool. I did ring up somebody a couple of weeks back actually and just vented at them and it wasn't part of the core E5 guys. It was, it was one of the more fringe guys, whatever you want to call it. One of the guys who, you know, doesn't, isn't involved in the day to day as such. And he was just, it was just good to sound off on him. Um, it was, you know, it was, it helped. It helped. Sometimes you just need someone to just shed, you know, just yeah. meant to at times. And yeah, I think okay. in the electrical industry, if we look at, if we look at Casey's depression. So I think our industry is crap. Okay. It's crap at accepting and acknowledging it. It's great at doing a marketing campaign, and I'm sure the Electrical Industries Charity have got some good stuff there. So let's try and get Tessa from the Electrical Industries Charity on one of these in the future, because yeah. that that would be a good thing for the industry to understand what they do and how they do and yeah. more. Honestly, well, Paul,
1: they do far more than I ever knew. Right.
0: Well, then why don't you get her on and you record the podcast and then yeah. you just stick it on when 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 she's available. Um, but uh, there are a lot of people who work under stair under staircases by themselves, Uh, you know, I've had emails from guys who've been self-employed, one man bands for 18, 20 years, and they feel very, very lonely doing it. They're wondering whether the client will pay them. They're under pressure to, you know, be on the ball, be upskilled technically. They see all the chaos in the industry and there is chaos in our industry. Don't think for one moment E5 wouldn't have had the traction that we've had. And I still don't think we've even got properly started yet. Um, if there wasn't major challenges in the industry, because I genuinely do feel that E5 is having a massive impact as far as the support and Educate, which is what we always wanted to do. We don't want to be a CPS system um, because they're bloody broken. They don't work yeah. very well. Yeah. I wish they did. I do. I genuinely wish to, and, and I hope to God we can help them I, fix them.
1: I think then um, what people get confused about E5 is that it it's not, there's nothing else in the industry like it (laughs) so it's it's hard to compare it and i think originally people started comparing us to CPSs, saying you know you should serve a cps well what's the point
0: like well yeah yeah the email the the comments on youtube videos oh another give me 80 quid and waive my certificate and i'm competent malarkey do you remember on our what is yeah yeah and it's like it's it's not
1: that you know the cps's have their place they're there you know they have their role Everybody has and their
0: role And we don't And a, a lot of the frustrations people have I have in the last 12 months Got sick of people saying An NIC contractor or a JIB Or a NAPIT contractor It has got Sweet Fanny Adam To do If you've got a bad job You cannot blame the NIC or NAPIT Or ECA or JIB over it Yeah okay if they're registered fine There's been a failing somewhere there Accept that But shit workmanship is shit workmanship yeah the end of the day. and and it, it could be that crap workmanship could have been that guy's wife was leaving him and and, yeah, and in yeah. fact there's a statistic if you remember years ago the of all the trades and i remember this very clearly and i'd love yeah, to, I know what you're again, going to say i know what
1: you're the going to say.
0: highest divorce rate of all yeah. the trades was with electricians last in last out you go in and i found this once i went to change a socket of fucking damaged socket the minute i opened up the socket ver, i pinged back into the skirting board i was there for nearly 10 and a half hours trying to unfuck this lethal lethal installation because i gave a shit and i couldn't leave them in a really bad fucking state and and i got no thanks for that i didn't get any extra money i got loads of shit when i got home um, and I can easily see how the divorce rates, because me and my missus went for our seven year itch, 10 year itch, and all the rest of it, because of the working hours. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I've, I've, uh, because
1: I've been on call um, for emergency call outs for firearms and stuff in the past, man, that puts strain on a relationship. Massive strain when you've planned plans. to go and see some family. Oh I've got a bugger off to go to central London um, and you're gone for, you know, six hours. Um,
0: And it's worse when you turn up and somebody goes, great, you're the fire alarm engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to isolate all these panels. And By the way, we'll be done in seven hours. You're going to have to re-energize it. And you're like, pardon? Yeah. And nobody (laughs) told you, you've got to sit there for seven hours just in case. Um, Otherwise, this major building in London goes into evac mode and wakes up half the city and you get in trouble. And do you know what I mean? All that sort of stuff. That all causes that depression. I've been on jobs where where bosses sent me in to do something, and I've not. I've, I've walked in and it's been saying completely different and I've gone, oh my God, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. That in itself is a cause of anxiety and depression.
1: And, and Paul, part of um, my business, what I'm doing and um, develop my business yeah. is to, is to help not just a business owner and grow the business. It's not all just about money. It's about developing people within a business and yeah. thinking about the bigger picture because pro- productivity is massively affected by, obviously, management and different factors and working conditions. And as employers, as the business owner, you have such an influence on that. And if you can have an employer who actually has, you know, shows compassion to their employees, and it's not just all about money, which generally it is a lot of the time, you yeah. have a much better working environment, and people yeah. are happier, and actually you make more money.
0: I, I, I consider myself very fortunate where I currently work. Um, my boss is a very good decent and honourable man.
1: Good.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. a very decent and honourable man I can't I can't fault my boss at all at the moment in any way shape or form He is very supportive. He's he's very much a human being um, First before a boss. He's a human being. He's very caring and I can't fault him Cannot fault him to be honest with you at all Which is great because I have worked for some utter 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 bellends in too. my career who were just egotistical uh, all self greedy. self importance yeah, greedy, greedy yeah and they're the ones that you you realise they're toxic and then you need to then you then you do go under stress because you then think how what's my exit strategy? How do I get out of this business so yeah. that I can be better off in myself because I've sat in I've sat in jobs where I was told at the six month probation you've passed your probation and then I've gone, well hang on a second, you haven't passed your probation um because you've basically lied to me to bring me into this job. And, and I've had that boss say, well, if we told you the truth, you would never have come. That wow. is the absolute biggest kick in the balls ever.
1: And uh, yeah, there's so much stuff that goes on with employment, like dangling a carrot with, oh, we're going to train you. We're going to do this. And then it comes to it and they don't.
0: Um, I've had that carrot dangled plenty of times and I was stupid enough to believe it. If someone's going to dangle a carrot in front of you, get them to put it in writing in a contract. Per- And if you leave early, you have to pay it back. That's the carrot. And until that happens, it's just talk for the sake of talk. Yeah, I agree. Um, But anyway, I think me and you can um, talk for hours and hours and hours on this. And I think Mr. Dempsey and Dave will probably end up doing one of these as well. And I do think we should talk about alcoholism as well, Dan, because I think that's quite important. Um, Do we have anything more to say on this? Um, Dan, have you got any final thoughts before we wind this one up?
1: I just want to say to everybody um, who's listening that um, do you know what? You're not alone. Anybody who's who's having bad feelings in, in wh- whatever part of the spectrum it is with depression or anxiety or just feeling bad, you're not alone. Just, you know, sometimes your partner isn't the person you need to look to as a counsellor um, because there's conflicts of interest there. So just, you That's know, th- there's support out there. There's support by people.
0: So, my final thoughts on this for the moment are anyone who does suffer from depression um, in any form, um, share your experience. Don't be afraid of it. Take the negative and the weakness that it gives you and make it into a strength. Um, recognize yourself. Do some research. Um, what it, what the condition is and how it's affecting you. Um, speak to mind. So mind are a charity which deal with depression. They're experts in it. Um, it may be that some of the best therapies just to talk it out. Um, GPs, um, you know, looking after yourself, exercising, getting off a train stop and walking one station or getting a little fold. Do you know I actually found getting a fold-up bike and cycling in um, yeah. for a few miles was brilliant because it got my heart rate going, made me feel great going into work much more upbeat and positive. So, um, yeah, I... I there's plenty of there's plenty of help out there and if you need to speak to us at all i think we are probably some of the most accessible people um in the electrical industry we'll speak to anybody um as long as we have time to give you the quality of time we would do it um and on that um i think we'll close this one yeah so um look after yourself um and until the next one take care of yourself and each other bye-bye goodbye